0: Hey guys, and welcome to uh, my podcast. Uh, My name is Dr. Palimi Olawale. Today, we're going to be talking about culture and religion. And um, I'm going to be sharing some of my experiences. um, And today, to help me discuss this uh, very interesting issue, I've got with me Ronke Olawale. She's the CEO and founder of Eli's Home Accessories, Um, She's also a mum and she's my wife. (laughs) So um, it's going to be a very interesting uh, discussion that we're going to be having later on. And um, yeah, stay tuned. But first, on to this next segment, which I'm calling... Psychology News of the Week. How accurate was William Shakespeare when he said... It is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Researchers from Michigan State University conducted one of the first studies of its kind. It was published this year to quantify the happiness of married, formerly married and single people at the end of their lives. To find out just how much love and marriage played into overall well-being. So, now this study, published in the Journal of Positive Psychology, it examined the relationship histories of 7532 people, followed from ages 18 to 60, to determine who reported to be happiest at the end of their lives. It's interesting, at the end of their lives, because I'm wondering if they literally, what, they were interviewing them on their deathbed, but anyway. People, so basically, right? What they what they were asking was, uh, will people be happy um, whether you've been married or you've been single? Or um, there were some people that um, you know were married and then um, uh, and then well, perhaps divorced. So in the sample, there were seventy nine percent were consistently married, spending the majority of their lives in one marriage. Eight percent were consistently single. Um, or people who spend most of their lives unmarried and 13% had varied histories or a history of moving in and out of relationships. And what the researchers did was ask for the participants to rate their overall happiness when they were older adults and compared it with the group into which they fell. So um, basically what they found was that lifelong singles and those who had varied relationship histories didn't differ in how happy they were and what this suggests is that those who have loved and lost are just as happy towards the end of their lives as those who have never loved at all interesting and now this is another interesting thing while married people showed a slight um uptick in happiness um, although they did argue that the margin was not substantial, as 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 what people would expect. Um, so again, that's another interesting thing. Now, one of the conclusions they 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 came up with was that when it comes to happiness, whether someone is in a relationship or not is rarely the whole story. People can certainly be in unhappy relationships, and single people derive enjoyment from all sorts of other parts of their lives, like their friendships, hobbies, and work. In retrospect, if the goal is to find happiness, it seems a little silly that people put so much stock in being partnered. If for someone, if if someone longs for a lifelong partner to start a family and build a happy life together, then that individual probably isn't completely happy to begin with. So getting married won't likely dramatically change that. And again, what they concluded was that it seems like it may be less about the marriage and more about the mindset. If you can find happiness and fulfillment as a single person, you will likely hold on to that happiness, whether there's a ring on your finger or not. Interesting. Right, that's the psychology news of this week. So, as a psychologist, one of the things that I do is, of course, I observe um, things, I observe what's going on, and I tend to ask a lot of questions. And one of the things that I have observed um, growing up in a Nigerian household um, in the UK is how our culture has been quite significantly influenced by religion, specifically Christianity. My family is Christian. And I've noticed when I've spoken to lots of other Nigerians, again, sort of a similar age um, or slightly older, that the culture... That they've grown up in, and actually, it's not just in this country. So, not just Nigerians in this country, but actually, Nigerians even in Nigeria. Their culture has somehow evolved out of um, some form of merging between Christianity and um, and 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 and, well, you know, the Nigerian culture specific to you know to the tribe um, you know that they come from. So that's what I, I wanted us to talk about today and and my guest here today um who's my wife um we have to <laughs> she's not really a guest, but I mean I think you know we we because we talk a lot about this and 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 one of the you know what's interesting is again, similarly to me as well I was born in Nigeria, she was also born in Nigeria, although we came here at different ages. I moved to u k when I was ten and she moved to uk when she was seven. Um, so we have slightly different experiences, but, um, you know, we've both, we've both shared how our experiences are also quite similar. So, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring you in. Um, so, I mean, can you tell us, I mean, you know, what, what do you think about the idea, you know, of culture being influenced by religion and, and from your own you know, experience, how has, I mean, what have you noticed? What have you noticed?
1: I mean definitely culture does um influence religion that's of course that's factual I mean when you when I think about my experiences with christianity and and um and the nigerian culture I think it took such a toll on me that in university I had to I you know did this um stripping I stripped, not <laughs> not physical, uh, I stripped myself mentally of everything that I was told Christianity was um, in order to build for myself and I'm still building for myself what Christianity means to me as a person and what Christianity and what Jesus and what a relationship with Jesus looks like for me as Roncare and not for me as a as a woman in Nigeria because as a woman like specifically not me as a woman in Nigeria because Christianity for a woman in Nigeria is completely different for Christianity can, for a man in Nigeria can, can
0: I so, sorry can, can I interrupt you and the reason I'm interrupting you is just because you know you know what you said there you said that um you know that you know you kind of had to, you know you had like a um almost like a separation from from your christian faith you know at uni but can you just just briefly highlight what were your issues with not just your faith because it seems like oh, clearly you still have you know your faith but what was the issue that you had and why did why did you i guess sort of go through that um that separation um what was the issue you had was it with culture was it with with the faith what 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 was it exactly
1: i think for me personally it was our culture has a, a really bad how do i put it our culture has a really bad way of making us feel bad in every single thing that we do and so i was constantly feeling guilty for no re- I had no reason to feel guilty but I was constantly feeling guilty um for being a youth for being in university for I don't know like what some what our culture would deem as um what our culture would deem as you know oh my god you're going to go to hell for that i.e. I'd dyeing my hair getting piercings getting a tattoo, um, there's just so much weight and it's all culture, there's just so much weight and just so much unnecessary guilt that that I was, I was feeling and some would say, oh, oh you're feeling that guilt because it's the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and I would severely d- um, disagree and say it wasn't guilt because the Holy Spirit was speaking to me because it wasn't any like it wasn't oh i felt like oh i felt the holy spirit doesn't guilt you into doing things and so and so part of that um and there's just and i just felt a like i don't know the culture that you grew up in just weighs you down also um
0: can you say I mean just to say I mean just to I guess you know, I guess get a bit more specific. Mm. You know, you you've been saying you know kinda of, it weighs you down and you know makes you feel guilty about mm. you know youth and, and you gave a few examples there, like with the tattoo, dye your hair. Mm. Um where do you what I mean you said the culture, but I'm wondering is that you know, because you you know you, you mentioned the Holy Spirit there, which you know is obviously referring to the Christian faith. Mm. But I'm wondering: Is it more of the Christian issue that was that was kind of, that you perhaps had more of a more of an issue with, or was it, or was it the culture? And if or where do you draw? Where do we draw the line? Or where did you now? Where did you eventually draw the line? Or have you drawn that line? Or isn't there a line? Is isn't there a line to draw? If I don't know if I'm making sense because it seems cause again part of this is that there is this blurring between. The culture and the religion. So mm. you have perhaps okay from a Yoruba, um, you know, perspective. Um, like respect is very is very big, mm. you know, in Yoruba culture. And so you know it's taken very seriously. So you know, uh, women uh, often like kneel down if they see some. You know, you know, usually in the presence of somebody that perhaps is older or you know holds uh, um, uh, you know a certain Position of high, you know, high hierarchy, um, and again, men similarly would, you know, prostrate on the floor, you know, and 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 again, that's that's a respect issue. Now, from experience, I know if somebody doesn't do that for whatever reason, or perhaps you know, forgets to do that, um, it could be they could be interpreted as okay, you're doing something something that is ungodly. Mm -hmm. or it's not good Mm. and so you know there is there is the culture perspective and then there's the religion perspective whereas in the in the religion perspective there isn't necessarily a um you know there isn't a requirement that you um you know that you you know you do these things and Mm. that you know you kneel down or you push straight so i you know and and i and i think sometimes it can be quite frustrating
1: Mm. i don't know what you i mean what you think about that Um, I think, I mean, in relation to that and in relation to where, where do we draw the line between culture and, you know, when, when is it, is it, is it not biblical to not push, is it not biblical to not push straight for somebody or not to kneel down for someone? And I think it just goes back to what the Bible says. Obviously, we're all going to have our own cultures. We're going to, because, you know, I don't think um, God created us as different as we are and we like god put us in all these different parts of the earth you know and stuff like that and so obviously god appreciates our culture and god appreciates you know i.e nigerians often scream at the top of their lungs often is generalization but we often scream at the top of our lungs when we're praying um that's very cultural because you have i don't know, um catholics in, in the um in like a how do i say upper class british society where they do not scream and they speak quite quietly in the how father and, da, 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 da. and that's you know and that's their culture um and there's nothing wrong with that but i think you draw the line when it stops being biblical when when somebody's telling you something and you can't reference it back to the Bible, you can't reference it back to Jesus's teachings, you can't reference it back to what God is saying, or you can't reference it back to what God is speaking to you in your heart, then it becomes, it be, it becomes a problem, it becomes problematic when um, culture, your culture, where, whatever the culture is, is trying to trump, triumph, trump over what the Bible is saying. So for example, if somebody's saying to you that um like Plume just said, if someone is saying to you that you are um gonna go to hell because you haven't prostrated I'm not saying this word probably, am I? <laughs> because you haven't knelt down for me. That's obviously not in the Bible. It's in the Bible to respect um and obviously context is with every with everything and yes in the in the in the Nigerian tradition kneeling down is shown as respectful however even in that the bible doesn't say if you don't respect you're going to go to hell like do you know what I'm trying to say like I just feel like yeah it it needs to marry up with what God is saying and if what God is saying if what your culture is not in line like for example back in the day it was tradition when a woman gives birth to twins to kill one twin off because one twin was believed to be evil that's very cultural but that's not biblical because the bible says thou shalt not kill do you know what i'm saying so yeah i think yeah so i feel like you draw the line when what you're saying or what somebody of a certain culture is trying to tell you and it doesn't marry up with what the holy spirit and what the bible and what jesus is saying so is that is that how
0: you reconciled, you know, your own experience, you know, like you said, because you said you had a, you had a, um, there was a time in your life where you struggled with that. Mm. So is
1: that kind of how you've made sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, (laughs) there was a time when I was in church when I was a little bit younger and, oh my God, I was so judgmental when I was younger. I... And it wasn't even more so... It wasn't necessarily... It was very influenced. I mean, the the pastor figurehead that I was believing at the time was very much influenced by the Nigerian culture. He was a Nigerian himself. He is. No, he's not dead. He's a Nigerian himself. Um, and it was very influenced by the Nigerian culture. I mean, there were some points um, when he would say that... Um, Women shouldn't wear leggings. Um, during that time, when I was younger, you had Governor B, you had you know Kingdom Skank, you had all like this gospel grime, which was very relatable to youths of that age. I mean, of that time, and you know that pastor um, would say that that was wrong, and we shouldn't rap to Jesus, and you know, and you know, there was a, a culture created around those things that he was saying, very heavily influenced by the Nigerian culture. Um, and I strongly believed that. I really believed in everything. And I was so judgmental to anybody who um, who was different to um, what I was being fed at that time, which, side note, is also very, very much... Um, I'm saying Nigerian because, obviously... I'm coming from a Nigerian perspective because I am Nigerian myself and being judgmental and shutting off people who don't in who aren't in line with your beliefs is very much um, a Nigerian Christian mentality and that was the mentality I had and that was part of the breaking that I had to get to I had to really realize that um, God, I'm not going to go to hell if I'm wearing leggings, that, that, let's just, let's, you know, there's nothing wrong with a female wearing leggings, and, you know, side note, why do we not tell men what to wear, why, why, why do we not tell men, oh, men, you can't wear this, if you wear this, you're going to go to hell, if you wear this, you are appeasing to the, to women, I don't know, it was just, it was just all wrong, and I needed to break that, Away and definitely it was important for me to know for myself um what God is saying for me and it's something that I've really held on to this day. I am so purposeful, I'm so not purposeful, purposeful is the wrong word. I am so um I'm gonna say anal. I'm so anal about um ensuring that what I am doing is what I believe God is telling me to do and not what somebody else is trying to influence me based on their beliefs, their own belief system, because everybody has their own belief system. And that's perfectly fine. And everybody, like I said, everyone's brought up into a certain culture that would frame and shape how they view life and the world that they live in. And that's all fine. We're all allowed to be different. And I think it's just important to not allow person a's set of beliefs and set of cultures to encroach into your relationship with God and how you spend time with God and your beliefs, because I feel like that's where that's where things get messy
0: yeah and and I you know i I hear what you're saying, and um you know it's it's really interesting there because I can see that you've you know you've you've gone through that that process. Um and I think it's it's a challenging process because it's not always very clear cut sometimes, you know, where you like say where you draw that line. I and mean, just on that point of sort of obviously, you know, women being told what to do and what to wear again sort of culturally, but I think the same sort of goes for men as well. You know, men, you know, are sort of again culturally not supposed to have like long hair or plait your hair as as a man, you know, and again in some cultures it's perfectly okay to do that, but um, it's interesting that you know again growing up in the in a, in a Nigerian uh, you know sort of uh, family context, um, you know you you realise that again there is there are these norms that have evolved over time, and have been heavily influenced by religious belief, but also because I mean they were there. Probably you know for for a reason you know I'm not sure for example why men can't have long hair um, if they choose to um, as, a, as a you know for fashion um in the same way why women can't have short you know where there's a rule that says women can't have short hair you know these rules are not uh they're not set in stone um, but it's interesting how sometimes then religion is used to justify some of our preferences culturally and i think i you know i've always found that very fascinating um and it's an ongoing issue it's an ongoing question um you know you know why do we you know why do we have to do this and i personally i think that it's important to to remain curious and to ask questions i mean um as somebody who follows the christian faith myself i think it's very important to to ask questions i don't think that you know if you are following a faith then you shouldn't ask questions you know i think and of course as a psychologist you know what i do is ask questions so i think it's it's fundamental i think it is fundamental that um you know you know we 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 think about some of these issues how our culture can sometimes merge with with our faith okay i think we're gonna have to leave it there for today um um i mean i I don't know if you if you have anything else you wanted to add
1: well i was gonna go on a rant rant when you mentioned the hair um and the fact that nigerian christians are so caught up on hair and makeup and piercings like but that will probably take me a while so you might want to end your podcast here i think maybe maybe (laughs) maybe we
0: might we might come back um you know come back to this at a different time um probably have you know have you back on the on, on, on the podcast yes um but yeah thank you very much for um you know for being a guest today um if you if you do like what you've heard today um and you would uh you know you know you would like to connect with us please do comment um and also share this uh you know to your family family and friends um also you can follow me on twitter at dr pell underscore therapy that's d-r-p-e-l underscore therapy you can just uh just comment so again you can send me uh, send me a dm Even just to say hi okay all right thanks guys for listening until next time